From the Orion Policy Institute, this is Orion Talks. Our podcast brings together experts for a conversation about events shaping the world at the local, national, and global levels. Tune in as we discuss foreign policy, security, human rights, political and economic development, and various other issues. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Orion Talks. I am your host, Suat Chibukchu. Uh, in this episode, we will focus on Africa, which is increasingly becoming an arena for geopolitical competition, especially by non-state Western powers such as China, Russia, and Turkey. And today, we will focus on Turkey's involvement in sub-Saharan Africa and the Horn of Africa and its military activism in the region. So our guest today is Federico Dorelli. Hi, Federico. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. And Federico is joining us from Italy. And um, Federico is an assistant professor of international relations at the University of Trieste. His research fields have covered in international politics and security studies of the Middle East and Sub-Saharan Africa, focusing, focusing on the foreign policy and the militarization process of the Horn of Africa. In 2021, he wrote an important book titled Turkey in Africa, Turkey's Strategic Involvement in Sub-Saharan Africa, which is published by I.B. Torres. And today we have Federica today to talk about Turkey's security and defense ties with Africa. Um, so Federico, welcome again. And uh, for our listeners, can you provide an overview of Turkey's strategic involvement and draw a picture of what Turkey do in Sub-Saharan and Horn Africa region, uh, especially in the last two decades? Thank you again. And uh, yeah, if, when we analyze Turkey's involvement in Africa, we have to consider that uh, the real involvement, the real engagement uh, from the political, but also from economic perspective, began in 2005 when the newly elected or almost newly elected AKP, the Justice and Development Party, uh, decided to launch the Year of Africa. Uh, they decided to implement uh, a plan or a, a kind of agenda for Africa that was uh, in some way also drafted by the former government. And this is why a key figure was the former foreign minister Ismail Jem. So uh, the AKP government decided to launch this Africa action plan. And the idea was to increase the Turkish presence on the continent especially in sub-Saharan Africa from both from the perspective, the political diplomatic perspective and the economic perspective. In these two decades, almost two decades, we can find at least three different periods or three different phases. The first one was related just to the opening. So between 205 to 211, the opening means to create some kind of connection with the majority of African states. Uh, the second period or the second phases was strongly affected by the regional reshuffle. We are in post-Arab Spring era. So the, all the competition and the confrontation, regional confrontation became a factor in the involvement in sub-Saharan Africa. So the strategic involvement became also more related to political affairs of the African states. And finally, following 2016, so following the failed coup attempt in Turkey, we have another change. We have uh, a more security dim dimension into 
the, the way in which uh, Turkey approached to African states. This is just to give you a general overview okay. of the these so, 20 years. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Thank you so much. So uh, so what motivates Turkey to strengthen its relationship and you know have like three different chapters of relationship with these countries? Yeah, there are we can find many different factors behind the decision to get more involved into sub-Saharan Africa. We can find some domestic factors, of course, the economic dimension and especially the, uh, the search for new markets. And Africa is uh, a young and potentially is very important market for Turkish products was a factor at that time and is still a factor. Uh, but at the same time, we have a new foreign policy. With the rising to power of AKP, we have uh, a kind of revolutionary approach to the traditional foreign policy. The traditional Turkish foreign policy was uh, mainly Western oriented. So the new government decided to implement a different agenda. And this different agenda was characterized by multidirectionality. Multidirectionality means that Turkey has to find its place not only toward Europe and the traditional Western partners, but also toward other regions. And Africa was one of the regions. Then we have some more related, uh, more factors related or motivation related with the international status of Turkey. Since the new millennium, Turkey decided to, in some way, to apply to the middle power, middle rising power, in the international level. And Africa became the place where Turkey can create and strengthen in relation with African countries. And that is was very useful and still is very useful within the international organization. We have to consider that one of the main aim of Turkey is to present itself as a kind of promoter for uh, international governance reforms. And this is something very important for African countries as well. So we can find a mix of domestic and international sectors behind the decision to get more involved. Okay, so, and you also mentioned about, especially after the coup attempt in 2016, Turkey become a kind of much more involved in, in terms of military and defense um, and kind of uh, increasing its military activism in the region. Uh, so how this affected the stability and the security of the countries? Um, yeah, the, the positive way or it's a negative way? Yeah, we, we have to consider, even in, during this period, we have to consider uh, two different time. I mean, between 2016 and 2020, so before the pandemic crisis, we have an approach that was really muscular approach, especially in Eastern African countries and in the Horn of Africa, uh, related to the competition, the regional competition, especially with UAE and Saudi Arabia. Uh, following the pandemic crisis and following the, uh, the election of uh, a new American president, Joe Biden, and the new approach of the Biden administration, we have a different approach also to the Middle East and Sub-Saharan Africa. So we have a process of normalization among different Middle Eastern players. This creates a, a radically new environment for Turkey also in Eastern Africa. So 
from confrontation, we starting to have some kind of cooperation. And this was especially visible in the latest crisis in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia with Tigray and the Tigray conflict, UAE and Turkey became both important players and both decided to support Abiy Ahmed uh, government and the federal government of Ethiopia. So in that case, for example, they decided in some way to strengthen the position of the Ethiopian government, so to help the stabilization of Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. Another example that is more related to the headlines of the last couple of months is related to Somalia. The involvement of Turkey in Somalia was important, not without some critical aspect, not without some doubts, but Turkey is an important stakeholder in the stabilization process of Somalia in two ways. On one end, because it provides some equipment, some army, and the most famous one are the drones, so the TB2. And during the last two weeks, with this offensive against Al-Shabaab, one of the game-changer tools that the Somali National Army are using is are the drones, both from United States and from Turkey. And on the other end, the second aspect in which Turkey creates or helps to stabilize Somalia is by training the Somali National Army. And that is another important process in the capacity building of the Somali mm -hmm. state. Okay. Um, and also, when, when I look at your book, uh, you pretty much highlight the how Africa becoming a kind of an arena for geopolitical competition, especially considering the, um, the powers such as China, India, Russia, and, and Turkey. So um, when you think about Turkey's growing presence in Africa, and how does it fit into the global dynamics of security? And what's the position of US, China, European Union, and other inter international communities considering Turkey's um, activism and also the ties and relationship with other with African countries? Uh, of course, Africa became a sort of uh, competition arena or microcosm of global dynamics, uh, especially after the uh, 2008 financial crisis. After that, uh, some extra-regional players like Turkey uh, became aware to be able to curve out some space in Africa. Uh, of course, when we consider Turkey, we cannot consider as a real competitor of great powers. The most important and influential one in Africa is China, but also United States or even France. We have to consider that Turkey is trying to fill the vacuum that these countries have left during the last 10 years in Africa. At the same time, uh, the growing footprint of Turkey in some African regions, for example, or North Africa, but during the last 12 months, also Sahel and uh, Central Africa, uh, became something completely new. I do not consider country like China that 
has a kind of concern for Turkey or Turkish companies that operate in Africa, because when we compare the the power, the the the, the influence of these countries, there's no comparison. But at the same time, Turkey could become a partner, a key partner of traditional Western uh, ally. Uh, if we analyze some the, per- the perception of some important Western countries like France, at the beginning, France, in France, there was a kind of, uh, uh, I don't want to say disappointment, but something not pretty happy about the involvement of Turkey in uh, uh, Sahel or Western Africa, but now they are they change their approach with Turkey and Turkey, especially in some area, could become a real uh, force in counterbalancing the increasing influence of Russia and the presence of some uh, military company or uh, crime, uh, criminal organization like Wagner. Okay, and also uh, it's important that you highlight your uh, your article that you know Turkey sell its position as being non-colonial, having non-colonial history and approach with kind you know kind of sincerity of helping the Africa. Um, but do you do you think it kind of resonates in Africa in terms of the Turkey's narrative to reach, or you expect a kind of mutual uh, benefits from uh, from this relationship. I think that this is very interesting because many times when I'm talking also and I did many interview, uh, I ask about this uh, non-colonial past of Turkey, and they said, "Okay, but uh, you are talking about the presence of Ottoman Empire in some part of Africa, even in the 15th or 16th century." So. And this is the, 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 the key aspect of the Turkey storytelling with African countries and African people, because they are trying to compare the experience, the Ottoman experience, and specifically the long 19th century with all the European powers that try, were trying to scramble the Ottoman Empire and divide the Ottoman Empire at the same uh, level of the imperialism in Africa. So from the perspective of the Turkish narrative and the way in which they are trying to uh, project that narrative with African countries, uh, the history of the Ottoman Empire and the history of the African people is almost the same, both subjected to the imperialism of Western or European powers. So. And when I did the interview with African people, it works. I mean, they perceive Turkey as a completely different actor. And the idea of clean slate, so the idea of no colonial past, works. So yeah, from some perspective, I think that both sides, African and Turkish, perceive the cooperation and increasing in tie and relationship as a win-win, as a mutual situation. Okay. 
Um, so last question, uh, Federico. Uh, thank you so much for these great answers and the insights. Uh, do you expect a, a risk of confrontation between Turkey and the, the countries in the region or other global powers like China, Russia, or Western countries um, as a result of its growing presence in, in Africa? I believe that uh, in midterm Turkey, most probably, of course, we, we know that uh, there will be election in May and uh, there is an ongoing economic crisis in Turkey. So we have to mm -hmm. consider also these factors. But generally speaking, I believe that uh, what uh, uh, Turkey has done in Africa during the last two decades uh, won't be delayed by the next government in both cases, even though the opposition would win the election, they will mm -hmm. not change the African policy. Because now Africa is part of the foreign policy strategy of Turkey, regardless the kind of government. They could change the tools, they could change the approach, but it will remain. And that is a, the first thing to say. Second thing is related to a potential competition with some other actors. I believe that if Turkey could preserve its own autonomy in the African continent, and especially the Western ally, the NATO ally, would respect this autonomy, Turkey could become an important partner, a strategic partner in Africa as well, especially, in, again, in some area where African people do not want to see anymore with, we can say with sympathy, the presence of French, for example, Mali, Burkina Faso, Congo, all these countries. So Turkey could become a real alternative to Russia in that case. So I think that maybe we can find in the next years some other scenarios of confrontation between Turkey and Russia, more than with China or, of course, with the United States. Um, uh, Federico, I'm glad that you mentioned the upcoming elections and, you know, kind of your projections about how this affects the relations, uh, Turkey's relations with um, Africa. Thank you so much for your time and for your insights. I really enjoyed Thank listening you. your um, listening our conversation. Thank you so much and hope to see you in the short future. Sure, me too. Thank you. Thank you again for inviting me. Thank you.